0: Hello and welcome to The Court Jester, your weekly window into medieval absurdity. I am Cleo Pethenu, medievalist and storyteller, and today I'm bringing you the story of the two money changers. This is one of the very popular Fablio, for reasons that have to do with its topic. It's dealing with some good old-fashioned medieval cuckoldry, a favorite topic for comedy in the Middle Ages and beyond. That said, there is a need for the usual content warning because a story about cuckoldry is also a gender binary story that has very specific understanding of how the genders function in society and with each other and there's also at least one fat joke in this story. It was the type of comedy that had people in stitches many centuries ago and if this is not your cup of tea today that's perfectly understandable. If however you can consume this content in context if you think you can laugh with the past without endorsing it, let's get started! Our story begins in the way that every self-respecting story should begin. This is a real story that happened to real people, and I'm going to tell you all about it now. So, there was one town, somewhere in medieval France, and in that town there lived two money changers. They were both young, handsome, very gallant and very professional and they had a very lucrative business as well. They spent most of their days together in the business but they did keep separate households because they were both bachelors and that kept going for a while until one of them decided that it was a good idea to get married and he did. Now why is that a problem? Because his friend, with whom he shared an office, decided that if this woman is good for his friend she must be good for him as well and embarked on a crusade to win her heart it was a very short crusade because her heart was won rather easily especially considering that this man the lover was also young and handsome and they became lovers and managed to keep their affair out of gossip and out of prying eyes for a very long time meeting in secret meeting at night meeting with different pretenses no one knew no one suspected and they were happy until one day The married money-changer got up and went to work, and the other money-changer, let's call him the lover, stayed in bed, slept in, and then sent a message to the lady, summoning her to his house. She responded to the summons, and she went to meet him and asked him, What is it that you need? Why did you call me here? I need you, if you please, to get very naked and get into my bed, said the man. This is very bold, said the lady. I'll have to remind you, my love, that the reason that we have not been found out yet was that we have not been bold in any of our affairs so far. We have been trying to be sensible, to not provoke and to keep things under wraps. If I go into your bed, you know very well that my husband is at work. If he comes home early and doesn't find me there, I'm exposed. He's jealous to begin with. He will find out where I am. He will know about you. We're both going to be done. So I don't think this is a very good idea. I will hear none of it, said the young man. I want you. I want you to come into my bed and I will hear no argument. It was really hard to resist the man she had a crush on. So she didn't. And very quickly got naked and got into bed with him. What she didn't expect was that he got out of bed, found her clothes and hid them away and locked them in a cupboard. And then as he was doing that, he sent a servant to get her husband to his house. And so as the two lovebirds were in the bed making their... Lovely sounds. The husband walked into the house, shouting from the front door You called me, what did you need? The lady went blank. Not daring to scream, not daring to shout because she wouldn't be recognized, she just grabbed the bed sheets and covered her face. You only think about yourself, said her husband as he was walking into the room. You're here in bed all day, and you're summoning me from work when I'm trying to make an honest living. What what in the heavens did you want? I do think about myself, said the lover, and I called you today to brag, if I'm honest, because I wanted to show you what a glorious girl I have in bed with me. Oh, said the husband, show me, show me. And so the man pulled away the covers and the hair of the lady fell out first and it was such beautiful hair that the husband commanded immediately that I don't need to see anything more of her. If this is her hair, she must be gorgeous and I can only imagine what the rest of her would be. She kept pressing the bedding in her face, trying to hide as much of herself as she could, while her lover was pulling and pushing the fabric here and there and revealing one ankle, maybe a knee, maybe an elbow, maybe the back, maybe the backside, maybe a thigh, maybe a tiny bit of glute and naked flesh. And her husband was giggling as he was seeing all this and praising every inch of her body and his friend for being so fortunate to have her in his bed. Now you will excuse me, said the lover, that I will not show her face to you, but I think this is something that I will only say for myself. Yes, yes, of course, said the husband. No hard feelings whatsoever. I've seen enough, for starters. She's incredibly pretty and you're a lucky man to have such a woman in your bed. I'll tell you now, my friend. I think I may have gotten married a bit too soon, because now I'm jealous. And if I could have a woman like that in my bed, I swear I wouldn't go to work either as early in the morning but after such a long marriage that I've had already I really can't wait to get out of bed when the morning comes so yes I envy you enjoy being a bachelor enjoy the lady serve her well and may she like whatever you do to her and he left and his wife jumped out of bed got dressed as fast as she could put her shoes on and disappeared she didn't meet with her lover for a couple of weeks after that. He did suspect that she might be angry, but then one morning he got a message. He knew that his friend was already at work, but he got her summoned and her message said, come find me in my house and if you don't, my heart will break. So he did. What's happening, he asked as he was walking in. What's breaking your heart? What can I do for you? Why was your summon so desperate? My love, I've met you in so many different ways. We've met at night, we've met at day, we've met in secret, we've lived our love in so many different places, but you know what we haven't done and what I want to do today? A bath. A bath. Yes, I've prepared a bathtub for us. There's hot water and I want us to get naked and get into the bath and spend some time and I'll wash you and you will wash me and we'll do all the good things in the bathtub. This is bold, very bold, said the lover. If your husband walks in, or for that matter, if anyone walks in, we will not have any excuse in the world about why the two of us are in the same bathtub together. This is too risky, my love. So you don't love me, said the lady. I'll tell you this, if you don't come to the bathtub with me, you will never see me again. And I will start thinking that maybe I fell in love with a coward because here you are being worried about something that hasn't happened yet. So what will it be? Will you go to the bathtub with me? He couldn't refuse her. And besides, the offer was tempting. So he got his clothes off and got into the tub. She took his clothes and put them away in a cupboard and locked it and sent for a servant to get her husband. And then she jumped into the bathtub with him. And they were having a good time until they heard the husband's voice from the front door. Wife, you summoned me. What do you need? What am I going to do, said the lover. You set me up. I'll never survive this. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill you. What are we going to do? Oh, look at you, trembling like a rabbit, said the lady. I mean, you have the looks and you have the body for it. So one would say that you could fight him for my heart. But if you'd rather not, you can hide behind me and let me handle this. The lover was wise and took the cowardly option of hiding behind the lady and letting her handling this. So she brought a sheet and then a rug and put them both over the tub, covering the entire bathtub and leaving him just enough space between the rug and the water for him to keep his head down and breathe. And she herself stayed in the tub, hands dangling outside, half covered with a rug, so her husband walked in. Oh, you're taking a bath, he said. Not only am I taking a bath, said his wife, but I am sharing this bath. Come here, come closer. I have to tell you something, but keep it keep it secret. And so her husband came close and she spoke in a really soft voice and the lover in the bathtub could not hear. And she told her husband, I'm in the bath with a friend of mine, but this friend is short and fat and ugly and Frankly, I've never seen anything so misshapen in my life. And so she's really self-conscious. She doesn't want to be seen. And now you're here and she's hiding. And I think a good way for her to get over her shyness and maybe become more comfortable around people is if you get naked and get in the bathtub with us and this will give her a scare. And then after she realizes that there's nothing to be afraid of, she will be fine. And besides, you need the bath anyway. I can't remember when the last time was when you had a bath. ''Well, that sounds like a good idea, I suppose, if that's what you want,'' said the husband. So she waved a servant and asked them to help her husband undress. Meanwhile, the lover in the bathtub could see the husband getting undressed and getting ready to go in the tub. And he started whispering at her with a very low voice, ''What are you doing? Is he coming in? How is he? He's going to find out. What do you have in your mind?'' but she didn't pay any heed to him and turned her back on him, and he was left talking to her backside, which was admittedly a very pretty backside, but not very talkative. And so he could see, as his friend and her husband was peeling away layers of clothes, and his shirt was gone, and his trousers were gone, and his breeches were gone, and his socks were gone, and then he's going closer to the tub, and then he's putting one foot in. No, my love, wait, said the lady. I changed my mind. I think the water's not warm enough for you today. We have been sitting in here for a while, so maybe I'll make another bath for you tomorrow and it will be nice and warm and I'll filter the water too and I'll scent it with all beautiful oils and perfumes and you will be treated like a king. But maybe leave the two of us today and and we'll deal with you tomorrow. Fine by me, said the husband, started putting layers back on and went back on his way. No sooner had he left the house than the lover jumped out of the bathtub. She was looking at him with an icy gaze. Brave heart, she said. Look at you. Can't believe I fell for you. How does it feel to be paid in the same currency, my love? But now I know you to be cruel, but also to be a coward. And so this is the last you see of me. And I don't want anything to do with you ever again. And she got out of the bathtub and let him figure out how to dry himself. A servant brought his clothes back and he put them on and quickly disappeared into the city. And why did I tell you this story today? Because I want you to take this as a lesson. If you ever have the idea to play a prank on your wife or to outwit a woman in any way, don't don't because these creatures are smarter than the devil and you must be mad to even try and if you do wrong her she will give it back to you 10 or 15 or 20 times more so be warned remember this tale and treat your ladies well this was the story of the two money changers i hope you liked it I had in mind to do a theme for February with stories of love of some type, but you do realize from this story alone that the concept of love and seduction works a bit differently in the Middle Ages, so I am going to do my best, but no promises. If you want to find out, subscribe, like and tell everyone you know about The Court Jester, and come find the podcast on social media. There's links in the show notes, and we can talk about the episode medieval love or anything else medieval one thing before i leave you the court jester is a labor of love of a medievalist and storyteller myself and i would greatly appreciate it if you like what i do if you choose to support the court jester on patreon on that note hello to our newest patron hello benjamin very nice to have you here Your support gives you bonus episodes, additional material and other good things and it gives me a sense of achievement that I don't otherwise get in my life and the ability to give you more stories from the Middle Ages. Thank you for listening. Until next time.